You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome in to it. Tuesday edition, not Tuesday, heck, Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. Our ex accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for the show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Feel free to shoot us an email if you'd like. If you want to get on the app, download the Tide 100.9 app. To your smartphone, a lot of articles on the app. You also, there's a chat box in there. You can send us a message right there on the app. And also you can listen to all the shows and everything that goes on Tide 100.9 on the app. Before we get started though, we want to thank a great sponsor. And that is obviously Yellowwood of all the colors. Yellow is the most important when it, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite type. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. I think, uh, while I was doing all that intro, Justin, Kentucky hit three more shots. Uh, wow. <laughs> they did not miss. I guess sometimes you gotta make them miss and that did not happen on Saturday afternoon in Lexington, Kentucky. Good morning, uh, Dad. How are you? Yeah. How are I'm you? fine. I'm fine. Uh, several things I'll try to go through very quickly. There's a lot to talk about and I won't. I won't try to bore you, but I hope Barry will listen so we can have a discussion about it. Courtney uh, Morgan is a young man that uh, is going to be the head right-hand man for Caden uh, DeBoer. Uh, he's a, not a Cedric, but he's way that way past that. He's he's a guy that's going to do the problems with transfers and all the problems that the coach has uh, as they as they start, you know, start uh, – doing things with, with Transfer Portal. Um, Antonio, Re, uh, no, I don't want to say that. But I want to say about Knapp. Uh, uh, Knapp uh, is a UCLA guy, the guy's Jay Knapp, I think it is, who's a tour rookie who won at uh, uh, in Mexico. He's from UCLA, uh, started being the pro at 2016. Davis Riley got cut, but uh, we didn't have a whole lot of people there. Uh, so I had the big injury of a, a big injury after the Duke uh, Wake Forest game. I'm going to have Jay Billis on, hoping to know today um, that after the game was over, that Wake went on the floor, and in the process, there was an injury of, of Kyle uh, Flamoski, I guess his name is is correct. And uh, he was injured, so there's a big stink over that. Uh, we'll see if anything else comes of it. One of the other things is that the judge, T. 
temporarily, let me use the word temporarily, uh, will not punish Tennessee or Virginia for the boosters uh, doing what they needed to do for name, image, and likeness. Not, it's not going to be. It's a temporary injunction. Um, Georgia, Georgia lost Dell McGee, who's darn good. I, I know of Dell McGee a little bit. Uh, great recruiter. Uh, been coaching there a long time. I think he's fifty years old. He's going to Georgia State as the head football coach. I, I, I think that's a, a, a big loss for Georgia because he was inside on. A lot so many of Georgia, but he's also a rank of running back coach, so we'll see what happens there. Um, let's see. Um, outside of that, um, Houston went into Baylor and won. Um, so we won't talk about the scores there particularly. The other, other, and, the, and let me explain this to you in the Kentucky game. Kentucky game, regardless whether Alabama defended them or didn't defend them well, and they didn't, neither team were great defensively, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Kentucky had one of the great shooting nights, I think, in the history of Kentucky basketball. Uh, and, and, you know, you can blame some on the defense if you want to, and maybe, but they just absolutely uh, shot the lights. That, that Edwards kid, Justin Edwards, was 10 for 10. Their threes went in, and they they scored the most points against Kentucky that uh, against Alabama. The Kentucky team has ever scored against them. But uh, the, the the plan for Kentucky was to take the basketball, um, is to let Alabama a little bit take the basketball inside and not have them shoot that many threes, kind of giving them an opening, which I think is scary. But they didn't really defend them very well, taking the ball to the basket. And uh, and consequently, uh, Kentucky had more threes. Alabama had more chances to make twos. And then Kentucky, on the, on the other hand, just shot the lights out of it with the threes. So uh, it was one of those kinds of games. I, I still say that, you know, that was one of the most unusual shooting nights that uh, you will ever see a team have. And, yes, you can blame some part of the defense. Alabama still is not great defensively. Uh, Kentucky did a pretty decent job against the lob passes that Alabama throws, but a huge win for them. Let me, but let me explain this to you. Alabama still has a very good chance to win the round robin. They're sitting there. They're sitting there going to Ole Miss. Then they have Tennessee, of course, which naturally is a huge game at home. But uh, they're in a position uh, to, to, do, to do that. They had Arkansas the last game. Look, listen to this one. Tennessee has Kentucky and Auburn coming to them. They also have to go to South Carolina, which they already beaten them. But for whatever reason, I keep thinking South Carolina is going to get beat. But they go to Ole Miss and win. Ole Miss is not great, but they're not that bad. So, uh, but, you know, they got the work cut out for them. they got game day this Saturday and game day just simply where they come in and talk about the game actually – I just talked to Jay Billis, and he said he'd be gone by the time the game started. So um, that that's coming about, and and uh, Barry's gotten a race, and so we're all set there. So uh, Tennessee is at Alabama, and they're at South Carolina. They they are home against Kentucky and Auburn, and uh, nobody has it that that tough. So as far as win the round robin, is everybody's confused? It's still up in the air as to what's going to happen there. Alabama's uh, 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 in decent shape there, even though they, I know all of our listeners are disappointed about what happened in the game Saturday. That's it. 
sorry. Uh, you know, they did. Uh, that was, I mean, if you had no defense out there uh, to shoot the ball like that, every every shot Kentucky took seemed like went in. Um, and when Alabama plays that fast, uh, you're going to – Alabama just has an offensive mindset. That's all everybody talked about is how fast they shoot. Uh, how many threes they make, uh, but they only made six against, they didn't have problems scoring, but that's just kind of what they hang their hat on. And so I think it's hard to flip this. I don't see anybody on their team get mad, uh, when guys score on them. Like, <laughs> just saying, after a while, Edwards, I mean, at some point, somebody's got to just say, I, I got him. He's not touching the ball for the guy to go 10 for 10, uh, from the floor. And then the big kid they got, uh, he ends up getting 18 points in 20 minutes. Uh, well, he shouldn't get 18 points in 20 minutes. But well, Kentucky, Kentucky, as I have already stated, it was uh, going to a little. Uh, and I don't know how you say this to your team. I, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, we're not going to. We're going to give them an opportunity to drive the basketball, and they did. And Sears drove it, and so did uh, the other kid, and and. Uh, they had good nights inside. Neither team, if you want to look at it, to be honest with you, neither team was very good defensively. No. They weren't very good at all defensively, not 93 points. Uh, the, other, the other team in Alabama just absolutely shot the lights out. But one game is a game. It's over Ole Miss. Uh, Auburn has to come to Tennessee on, on uh, this this Wednesday. And Alabama goes to Ole Miss, and then they pair up against each other. Uh, at seven o'clock on Saturday night, and still after that, still after that, um, the last game after that, uh, South Carolina and Tennessee compete, and then uh, Tennessee has to end the season with Kentucky. Um, Kentucky uh, probably couldn't play any worse uh, against uh, Tennessee than they played in the game at Lexington early. I keep up with it pretty closely, and. Uh, so things are not not uh, out of kilter completely for anybody. I just, I don't know who's going to do what. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, it's uh it's one loss. It uh, feels like more. I guess the frustrating thing for me, if you're down, we've been in a lot of locker rooms. So if you you give up fifty eight just in the first half, you're down fifty eight to forty two. What are you probably in the locker room talking about? Guys, we got it. And then they give up 59 in the second half. So, uh, so that can start to be a major problem if they don't get some of that stuff started. When you play that fast, you're going to give up a lot of points. But, uh, anyway, 58 the first half and then 59 the second. So whatever adjustments they made didn't work. I want to talk about the Auburn and I, and I hear what you're saying. I think you're right. Uh, they try to play, uh, cute. I've never seen a team. Uh, and I think Bruce Pearl is okay with it. Talk as much trash as yep. Auburn did in that game on Saturday night. Every time they scored, they, uh, Barrera, he's put, not whatever his name is, he's putting his hand down like you're too small. KD Johnson, every time he hits a shot, he is turning, uh, to the student section. The officials, in my opinion, should have teed them up early to got, gotten that stuff stopped. That, that, 
Georgia, first of all, is too soft because most guys, if they kept doing that, somebody would have knocked somebody in the stands uh, by the way Auburn acted uh, in that particular game. I think Pearl thinks that kind of gives them the edge, so he doesn't say anything about it. But I was, I could not believe how they acted on the court as they were beating Georgia, and the officials never stopped it, never did anything, never gave them a technical nothing. I don't. Did you? Did you think the same thing, or you thought it was okay? Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was terrible. It was I think terrible. he'd been acting that been acting that way. Now, Johnson is that way to start with, but he's a, he's a former Georgia player. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to say, hey, hey, here I am, but Auburn didn't want me, whatever whatever happened but with another coach. The other coach wasn't there. But uh, they have been cute the whole time. And the new guy they got with the three names um, is, 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 is thinks he's cute, too. I think, uh, you know, I, I just think you got to be a little bit more, uh, yes, I know you need to coach them uh, to make them have fun. I got that, but you also need to coach them to where they're hard nosed. And if you don't put up with that kind of crap, and uh, I, 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 it's just different than people, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would, I would, I not do it like that. I think Pearl is okay with it. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you, I think he kind of maybe thinks that's what gives them their edge. I, I just didn't like it. I could not believe the officials uh, let it go on the way it did. If a, if a brawl would have broke out, that would have been the officials' fault because they did not stop it early, uh, and they let Auburn do all that talking, talking to the students, talking to the players, trying to show up Georgia. Uh, so that would have completely been, just like that Wake Forest deal is Wake Forest is uh, – the security people's fault for not protecting those Duke guys. I got get get hit pretty good there. We'll see what comes out of all that. But uh I was appalled at how Auburn acted. And I like Bruce Pearl, but good lands. All right, we'll take the break here. You guys can dial us up two oh five three four two nine nine zero four if you have any uh thoughts about any of that. And uh we'll see what Alabama can do. Can they get it turned back? Uh, on the game at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not playing very good right now. Two-minute truck at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. That the professionals handle. The move is stressful enough. These guys will take all the stress away. For the free estimate, give them a call. 205-247-5050. That's two-minute truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. If you're traveling along McFarland Boulevard from Coker through Northport down to U of A and I-20 beyond, you're moving nicely with no major problems waiting there. A drive on 2059 from Foster's to Cottondale and Highway 69 up from Hale County, all in good shape with light volume, no major backups for the moment. And the main thing is no major accident spots on the board, at least for the time being. With the Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. The Alabama Supreme Court ruling that frozen embryos are children and destruction of them would be classified as unlawful death has been getting national and state criticism. Since Attorney General Steve Marshall announced he would not prosecute any cases like that, some state lawmakers are urging in vitro fertilization clinics to reopen. But lawyers for the clinics point out the Attorney General's opinions are not binding on courts and clinics and couples could be still prosecuted. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. 
Tuscaloosa. This Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A big warm-up today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 75. For tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 58. A warm day tomorrow, occasionally cloudy. A few isolated showers are possible. The high tomorrow near 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. I forgot to mention that uh, UAB beat Tulane at Tulane and that uh, Bucky and them won again. Yeah, Bucky and them won the regular season, so they'll be yeah. uh, the number one seed uh, in the tournament. Also, the high school uh, basketball starts today. I think 1A uh, starts Our this old schools, both boys and girls, will play at 3 and 4.30. Yeah, they play. You going out there today? Uh, I may. I'm, I don't know. The traffic is so bad getting home at that time of day. Yeah. I may <laughs> I go up Wednesday and watch uh, the 6A uh, up there. Also, Alabama baseball. Uh, I didn't realize. I guess I did. Justin, that if you're up 10 runs after seven innings, they call the game. So they 10 run them three times, Valpo, which I don't know if I like that rule. Um, I guess if you're Valpo, you'd have to burn a lot of pitching, but it may give Alabama an opportunity to throw a guy that, you know, maybe they need to get, look, take a look at. Uh, but when you take away two innings there at each game, so anyway, they win 14 to two. 13 to 3, 11 to 1. They play UAB, which will be a tough game up at Regions Field tomorrow. Uh, and then they go to Frisco, Texas and take on Indiana, Arizona, and Dallas Baptist. Uh, don't sleep on Dallas Baptist. Uh, they're really good. We want that yellow wood pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, right to the yellow wood hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Jim. Hope y'all are good today. We're good. Okay. When when, uh, when Alabama gets beat, uh, Barry and Wimp, they get blown out. Um, just not very good defense this year. This year alone, um, Tennessee's done that. Auburn did it down there. Uh, Clemson did it, <clears throat> and Ohio State did it. They had guys that got hot, and Alabama could not stop them. Uh, last year, uh, Gonzaga did the same thing. Um, you know, they scored, I think, uh, over 100 points in Birmingham. Uh, Tennessee, Oklahoma, and UConn, uh, demolished Alabama last year. So, you know, if this team doesn't play good defense against quality opponents, then this is lights out. But that game Saturday, it was 8.42 to go in the first half. It was a good game. Uh, Alabama weren't playing good defense, and neither were they, but both teams were shooting well. But two minutes later, the game was not any. Uh, the game was pretty much over with. Two minutes later, Alabama committed about six turnovers and and got down quickly and just never recovered. So that that's the part that concerns me going forward with these games left. Is um, you know Tennessee definitely knows how to play Alabama. We got Florida and Gainesville, and you know the Ole Miss game Wednesday night uh, this week is is really big. They they can't lose that one. Yeah, it'll be tough. Uh, Ole Miss is uh, not playing well. South Carolina went over there and beat them pretty good. But these midweek games, you go over there, you got to have yourself ready to play. Dad, uh, how do you think Bama bounces back after 
getting beat that bad and you're going over to an Ole Miss team that's kind of quite honestly struggling uh, a little bit. I think it's going to be – I think the coaching staff's got their work cut out for them to have these guys ready to play Wednesday night. The Ole Miss game is will be a tough game. I think Alabama wins it. Ole Miss just not good enough to beat Alabama, I don't think. I think the other factor is that playing Tennessee at home is a huge factor. Now, that would if Alabama did win, that all that would be would be a split. But you have to look at it like this. Alabama will, the last game of the season, will have Arkansas, who is, if you play, you can win. Um, you know, Tennessee has Kentucky, plus having to go to South Carolina. You know, if you want to, if you want to study like I do and know what's going on, really to everything, uh, if you want to say the schedule favors somebody, it would favor Alabama a little bit. Um, uh, but that doesn't mean Alabama's going to win it, but it does favor them a little bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, that, uh, Tennessee game's big. It's, it's a big stretch, so you could, I mean, you could lose all three of these games, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and at Florida, uh, if you don't play well, uh, Phillips. So that would worry me. I guess you got to take it one at a time. Uh, but, uh, pretty, pretty tough, pretty tough deal there. Going to Ole Miss is always hard, I think. And then, um, uh, Tennessee in here well, on game day and all that. We'll see what happens. That's right, um, it, but it, it boils down to defense, and they—that's to me—is the thing. I know they, I know how they do on offense, and I know offense sometimes does create their defense. Um, but there have been games over the last couple of years that, that Alabama has not played defense and won. Uh, the Florida game just a few nights ago, and then last year, two games against Mississippi State that you know by Alabama. Had to really fight hard to beat Mississippi State last year in Starkville and in Tuscaloosa. Uh, so defense is the is the key component for this team. And, and well, uh, one of the one of the other keys, one of the other keys, Philip, is turnovers. Oh my well, God! In, in the three in the three losses that they've had, I, I had no number, but I just saw the number. Uh, they've uh, averaged nineteen turnovers a game. Right, right. Well, that, that, that's one of the big things. Yeah. And another thing, too, that, that 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 I sort of was, I don't know how it evolved, and, and maybe you guys can explain. I was, I know sometimes a guy can just sneak open and, and the play is there, but that alley-oop play, you know, Alabama got some nice jams where, you know, Pringle would wiggle loose and they'd see him, and the guy can jump through the roof. But, he's, but overall, he doesn't have good hands, but they tried that a lot. And then several times in the first half, it just went nowhere and, Resulted in a turnover and an easy Kentucky fast break and, and two points or three points or two points and a foul. And that IU play is, it's exciting and it's fun and you can point at the crowd after you do it and everything, but it, to me it's just a, a low well, percentage play. You, be, you better remember this. Like you better remember this. If you're going mm-hmm. to have in those games 19 turnovers a game, you better be mm-hmm. damn good defensively. You better be. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That, that, makes, it, that watch, makes it as simple as you can make it. I don't watch in practice, uh, but when you play that fast, if you play like that in practice, and you're never having to sit down and guard people, I'm sure they don't play like that in practice. I probably have a scout team that tries to run uh, Kentucky stuff, but uh, obviously they can't run it like Kentucky does, or they would be playing for <laughs> they were on the scout team. But, uh, you know, in a game like that where they're just scoring constantly, 
I mean, I think at some point you got to try a one-three-one or a two-three or something different. I mean, they are just absolutely mm-hmm. torching your man, so yeah. you got to switch it up or something. <laughs> try to do so. you said that for two years. You said that for two years. I agree with you. Yeah. So. Yeah. But well, hey, once again, they're right there to win the SEC. So what do I know? So we'll see. Uh, it'll be a big week this week, and get, there's no bigger game than the one on Wednesday uh, when you take it. Is. Miss. So. It's a huge game, and, and um, you know it would really be a tough blow to lose to t- Tennessee at home when game day's there. I don't think I can take it. Well, game day is not anything. If game day's over with, they're gone, except for Jay. Yeah. Jay will do the game. So the students come in and they leave and come back. Right. I didn't realize right. that, but that's the way that's the way that I was going to get go there get there earlier. But there's no point in it because they're everybody's going yeah. to be leave and go back. It's, it's a little bit different. Yeah, still, you know what I mean. Yeah. I got there'll, it. There'll be some buzz around town for sure with uh with that having the first time ever. It does. It's like football. You know, they get out there so early in the morning. I don't think game day even starts till nine o'clock uh, in basketball. So, uh, well, eleven, I think. Ten. Well, no, I think that I saw that. Thank you. I saw that in the paper, but there's no way that's right because the games start at eleven. So uh, I think that must have been a misprint in the paper where they said it started at 11, but how could it start at 11 when ESPN starts games at 11, uh, Justin? Don't it normally start at 9 o'clock? It normally starts at 9. Maybe they're doing something different. Uh, we'll check with Reese when we have him on uh, Wednesday. So, all right, uh, Dad, let's tell them about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes before we get to break. Well, an accident that's unwanted, unneeded, not necessary because of somebody that uh, – did some things to either try to hurt you or just absolutely were uh, not very smart in what they what they tried to do. Uh, whether it be for the kin folks, whether it be on the highways, where somebody comes after you, two eighties brutal uh, people getting mad at one another. Uh, a lot of different things happen with kin folks. Prince Glover and Hayes are the the uh, kind of attorneys that can take the the problems that you have physically and mentally. At three four five one two three four, visit with you on telephone. Decide if you need to go further with it, and if you do, come by seven hundred one Rice Mine Road and visit with them in person. And then after that, uh, do everything you possibly can uh, for. They'll do everything they possibly can to help you uh, and represent you in the right way. Prince Clover and Hayes three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines will be up in two zero five three four two. 9904, you're listed tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Want to build the five-star backyard? Then do that with pressure-treated pine. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, other uh, talking about court storming now uh, on ESPN. Uh, guys, how do you really stop court storming? If those guys want to come on the court, uh, they're coming. 
you know, this Wake Forest situation is unfortunate. Uh, maybe if they knew that was going to happen, you stop the game with like maybe if the game's out of hand, stop it with 30 seconds and let the Duke players get off the floor. I don't know, Dad. What are your thoughts on this uh, this court storming deal here? Hopefully this kid's not well, hurt it's, too bad. Uh, it's a mess, and Jay got Jay got into it a little bit. Uh, I, didn't, I agreed with him with uh, on this game day thing with this lady that was on there with him uh, last week um, when he made the statement that no, no – People, no people in the stands ever need to be on the floor. And she said she gave some reason why they might be uh, that kind of stuff. But I thought was, I thought Jay did a good job of that. Um, there's there's uh, you can rope it. Um, I guess with a security with the, with security completely around the arena. And have a chance to do that. Uh, very expensive. Uh, most of you know. I don't know that you know this. The ACC does not have a fine. They do not fine you for that. Uh, they still have said they're not going to. Uh, the hundred thousand dollar fine that uh, LSU got the other night uh, against Kentucky. Um, those things happen in you know in the SEC. It's fine. In, in the ACC, it's not. Not there's not a fine levied there. Um, to answer Barry's question, I really can. I guess I'm talking around the answer, but the only way to do it would be to just about to surround the floor uh, in a game that you see is fixing to be an upset, uh, and your 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 fans are excited and and put them in jail. Um, and if you put them in jail, I think it gets their attention. Now, I know that's hard to do, and I got all that, but that would be one way to to try to curb it a little. I had bit. somebody heard somebody suggest, hey, put a clock up when the game's over. Give the other team one minute to get out the court, and then after one minute, let the fans come on the court and celebrate on the court. Now, would that stop it? I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> but when you say people say, well, if they storm the court. They make them forfeit the game. Well, how do you know that that's genuinely a Wake Forest fan coming out there? I, mean, I think you just have to. I think you have to go around the court with your security people. Um, I just do. I mean, security people with badges and guns on. Not, not that you're going to shoot anybody, but that you got you got them on, and you go, you go around the court. Guns? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe not guns, but. Uh, somebody, you know, not some goober in tennis shoes and a, and a white hat. <laughs> the yellow uh, so vest. Not, not guns, I'm sure, but 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 go around, you know, somebody with a little bit of at least looks like he's got some authority all the way around. Now you have to pay for that. Uh, naturally, your universities have to pay for that, and and um, so it's. I don't. I don't have an answer. Right. Anybody that calls doesn't have one either. <laughs> David. On the app message, uh, thank you, David. Uh, I'm not sure he's 100% right either. Justin was reading. It's, it looks like game day starts at 10 a.m. Saturday and is yep. only on ESPNU. F1 Racing is on ESPN. So yeah. we're getting a scaled down version again. Well, it is. And it's, uh, it, it gets the students in there just with their hard hats on. Uh, and the camera throws on them, but then, uh, except for Jay, uh, 
I don't know if Reese will stay. The rest of them are 88 and out the gate when the game starts. Yeah, Reese, Reese uh, may stay. Reese may stay. I had text Reese uh, yesterday, like he said, and he texted me back said he was going to be traveling back to the airport on Wednesday but thought he could do it from Houston. He was going to be in Houston. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys are going to roll in and they're going to roll out. It's a, it's a job for them. I had called I had, I had called Seth several times. Uh, left word, I got him this morning. He called me. I said, I I hate to bug you. I probably shouldn't have because you were on last week before last. But could you be on? He said, and Jay Billis has got a, a morning luncheon uh, that day, and he's. I told him he couldn't be on at nine fifteen Eastern time. He could, we'd have him on at nine thirty. So we're we're kind of playing games this week. But for our show, we are getting a lot of, if you want to call them big names or people that you're familiar with as listeners uh, on our show. Nobody else ran can do that. All right, here we go. Get to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Morning. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Oh, we are. Right. We're going to storm the court Saturday if they win. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, well, I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, did y'all read the article uh, on uh, the NIL ruling that the judge handed Tennessee? Yeah. Or the NCAA? Yeah. Yeah. That I did. was that you know, when you couple that, I didn't realize this, but uh in in kind of related news, the, there's another lawsuit against the NCAA is labeled as House versus the NCAA. And uh, are you familiar with that one, Barry? Say it again, how what? It's labeled House versus uh, NCAA. No, I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. Tell me about it. It's it, 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 it's something to do with back pay uh, for athletes and stuff. I mean, it, it's like billions of dollars. And uh, and and when I read the NIL thing, uh, I thought, you know, the NCAA is not winning anything, anywhere, anyhow. They're losing. And uh, if they... They are, you know, the NIL, they are losing, but I'm telling you, the courts are ruining sports. Uh, what the, oh, NCAA, yeah, what yeah. the NCAA is trying to do, honestly, is is right in a lot of situations, and the courts don't understand that college athletics. And well, they, try to, they, that, right. they try to emphasize that that's a temporary injunction. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. And uh, but I, what I guess what I'm saying, coach, is given their track record here in the last three to four years, they've they lost got no every pool. time. They got nothing. You're I saw right. a deal yesterday. Shannon Sharp. I don't know if you like him. Just like oh, him. I can't stand him. He was interviewing Johnny Manziel, and I think Johnny Manziel realizes he made a ton of mistakes and when he was 19 years old. But he was saying that that number two Johnny football jersey, they made $70 million or something off his jersey, and he was getting nothing. Now, that's not right either. You know, <laughs> those jerseys were flying off the shelves at Texas A&M, and, he, and so he started going in the back alleys to get the money there. And so the, that is one area where the NCAA should have allowed. That is real name, image, and likeness there. Uh, and he wasn't able to capitalize on any of that uh, when he was in school. So I don't know. I don't know, Tom. I, I'm not saying that the uh, 
NCAA is not at fault here. There, there's a lot of fault to go around with the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, when you look at, when you read some of the things that went on with the negotiations on, on this EA Sports uh, college football game that's coming out, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and what they're going to pay some of these players. Now, you see, that, that's what rubs me wrong right there. When that first started, this Ed O'Bannon, I know I've said this before, but it's just, it should be a lesson for people to learn. Instead of addressing that and going and doing something that would have been right for the players, uh, they turned it back and fought that tooth and nail and won that. But the, now when you look historically, they lost. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, in that college football game, what you're talking about is they, uh, they've offered every player $600 in a game. And you sign this deal, you get $600 and you get the game. Well, there's 11,000 and something players, uh, I think in Division One football, right? Uh, Justin, so, but probably 9,000 of them, nobody even cares about who they are. So, I mean, they're getting, there ought to be a tier there where, like, you know, they need Jalen Milrow in the game. Uh, the, the, the top SEC guys they need in the game. The backup quarterback at Marshall, I don't care whether he's in the game or not. Uh, so I don't know. How, how do you do that? What Why kind of game is it? Well, I, it's you a, know, my, my point about that is that, you know, they stand to gain financially from if, if they get, uh, get in the game or whatever the criteria is, right? Yeah. It's on the books that, okay, if you, if you're that, you're going to get this much money. You know what I mean? Whereas in the beginning of all this, it's like, yeah, no, you can't get that. It's illegal. And, uh, that they, they kind of throw the gauntlet down on them. And, and, and I'm saying if had they had just stopped and thought about what they were doing, and the repercussion, I guess you'd have to be a mind reader and fortune teller, but at the same time, they could have handled it different, don't you think? Yeah, and then they, they come up with they some of the, then they come up with some of the dumbest rules. Like, right. when Jack went on an official visit to Auburn, when he went to his room, they had some cookies and cakes and stuff with Auburn on it. You can't, the NCAA says you can't do that anymore. You can't put like cookie, you can hand it to them in the lobby, but you can't put it in their room. Like who's wasting time coming up with stupid rules like that? Who cares whether they put cookies and cakes in the, uh, in the recruits hotel room? What difference does that make? <laughs> so now they made a rule that you can't do that anymore. That, that, that's kind of my point about the NCAA. I mean, yeah. And, and uh, uh, you know, and somebody, uh, I was talking with somebody uh, at the baseball game Saturday, and, uh, uh, and and they said, you know, there was a time when, when uh, the NCAA would go all out against somebody uh, uh, providing a, uh, a hamburger and fries meal for them on the weekend when the cafeteria in the athletic building was closed down and they couldn't use their, their, their whatever card they give them to get a meal. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and that just stupid stuff like that. And the, the people I've talked to, they said, hell, they deserve everything they got coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't Talk know. About but, the NCAA. Yeah, but these judges, all of a sudden, now, when, is, when did college sports 
get in the courtroom. Why are the courts deciding yeah, but, what's but, right for college sports? I don't know. Well, I think, I think that, that a lot of that is passing the buck. You know, we'll take our shot, and maybe we they'll do it for us. <laughs> I yeah. think that's where a lot of that started out. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, Ty. See you. All right, bye. All right, back to up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tim in. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Mars Hill and Locust Fork playing today at the BJCC. Uh, Fair o'clock. You're for Mars Hill, coach, but I'm going. I'm going to have to pull for the Hornets in this one. I'm kind of hoping they. This is their first trip ever to the Final Four, so I'm kind of hoping they make a good. Why don't y'all make a little wager on it? Well, he, he don't want to do that because Mars Hill will win the game. Mars Hill, Lucas Fort, tee it up at 4.30. And then they're playing Lafayette. A game at 3, a game at 4.30. The girls at 3 and the boys at 4.30. And then Lafayette plays Highland Home. I played Highland Home this year. They got some kids going. One going to Notre Dame, one going to Auburn in football. Uh, they were horrible, the game we played. It was like 80-something to 18s, but I don't know, I guess. Highland Home what turned the it world around. What were you doing playing Highland Home? <laughs> it was up in, up in Hoover's Did tournament. Did your dad make their schedule for you? <laughs> no, it was, they were up in Hoover's tournament, and we screwed around and lost the first games. We ended up playing Highland Home and some team from Mississippi. But, uh, yeah, but uh, Highland Home, I mean, when they come out of the locker room now, <laughs> they look like – a million bucks, and then they start playing. And uh, anyway, now, they might hey, win. This, they might you. win two A. I don't know if they'll beat Mars Hill, but they could win two A. My Highland Home, I guess. I've, I've got a solution for you, and this is doable. It really is doable, and you don't have to hire security. You don't have to do all. You got cameras all over the place. Okay. What you do is you let it be known. You make an announcement before the game. You print it on the ticket or whatever. You let it be known that if you go on the court after a game and make contact with an opposing player, if you're a student, you're going to be expelled. If you're not a student, you're going to be arrested and charged with assault. Now, with all those cameras, you can identify people and who did it. And, 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 and do something about it if you want to. Plus, you got all these cell phones. You can find out who did it, but just say, do not make contact with an opposing player. And if you do, you're going to be expelled. Well, you got the problem you got there is you got to go, you got to have people that go through and look at all that stuff. And you know how anybody wants to do all that. Why? I saw Alabama's assistant coaches come out on the floor and there was like 18 of them. Plus, you got oh, all kind of people. They got enough coaches. Well, I ain't hey, got if a... they can find all those people that stormed the Capitol back a couple of years ago with cell phones footage, they can find these people. But anyway, it, it would scare people. If I thought I was going to be expelled, I wouldn't go down there. And if I did go down there, I'd stay as far away from an opposing player as I could get. <laughs> Some of those kids might want to get expelled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are, the ga- are the games on television today, Barry? Yes. Well, Channel sixty eight. Are they carrying them? They are. Uh, well, you can get them on that AH that uh, NFHS network. Uh, I don't. They. I think Bart Heiss is doing them. Um, I don't know. I'll tell it, I mean, can I turn my television on? I got all the. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm not sure. 
Hey, I'll let you go. I just want to stop. Are you going to, Tim? Are y'all not going to wager on this Mars Hill Locust Forest? Well, he didn't want to wager because Mars Hill's going to win. I tell you what, if Mars Mars Hill wins, Coach, I'll give you a shot aside next time we play. (laughs) No, no, I don't want more than a shot aside. Mars Hill, you mean Mars Hill loses? (laughs) I want want four or five shots aside. (laughs) Oh, I can't. Well, you play. You're too good for that. (laughs) <laughs> what, are y'all hitting from the same tees? Yeah, yeah. He, but he knocks it a mile. He uses three woods. So I'm using a driver. He only gives you one shot. No, he's yeah. But he thinks he knows. He knows better. He knows me better than that. He knows I don't take those <laughs> shots. He's usually he's usually my partner, Barry. Oh yeah. goodness, does he yeah. does he pay at the end of the round? Oh yeah, always oh, yeah. pays. Yeah, he don't welch on a bit. He's always got cash. Well, I don't think we've ever had to pay. We usually play. Really? Yeah, I can't. I can't play dead. I know it, but it's okay. <laughs> We're playing guys that are worse than us. <laughs> that's, that's called good scheduling. Yeah, Tim can really that's play. Called, I can't. That's I can't called play. playing Highland Home when you're in Northridge. There you go. <laughs> that's right. We're <laughs> stay away from Mars Hill. Northridge and Highland Home. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right. Later. Thank you, Bye. Tim. You guys have a good day. All right. All right thanks, uh, Tim. We'll take the break here. Uh, come back. Wrap up this first. Our boy Doug Bell. Our boy Doug didn't go to Mexico, did he? No, Doug didn't go. I don't think I saw him in that, at the uh, girlfriend of his. I don't think they were in Mexico. There you go. All right, uh, phone lines will be up at two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Bracketology is out. Uh, they've got the locks for the SEC. I'll tell you who that is when we get back from break. Let's see if Dad knows who the locks are, and uh, they got should be in and work to do. So we'll see what we'll. We'll see what Joe Lenardi has on that. You know, it's a tie 100.9 and 12.30 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. So far, this Monday morning drive has been pretty quiet. We do have a little backup, pretty minor throughout the area, and no major accidents on the board. That's the main thing into and out of T-Town this morning. If you're traveling along Lurling Wallace coming down from Northport across the Hugh Thomas Bridge up to University Parkway, minimal backups there. Same story on 2059 between Foster's and Cottondale. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, it's Gary Harris coming up Monday morning on the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. We'll recap a busy weekend of Alabama sports. Plus, TiderInsider.com's Rodney Orr joins us and Casey Smith on golf. Plus, your phone calls and more. The Gary Harris Show, Monday morning at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A big warm-up today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 75. For tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 58. A warm day tomorrow, occasionally cloudy. A few isolated showers are possible. The high tomorrow near 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide 109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. Back to inside the locker room. Go to yellowwood, yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. 
going to build that five-star, only one choice. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, SEC locks, Dad, I'm sure you'll agree with the locks. Uh, according to Joe Lenardi, Tennessee's locked. Alabama's a lock. Auburn's a lock. South Carolina's a lock. Kentucky's a lock. Florida's a lock. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Should be in Mississippi State. Uh, work to do. Texas A&M and Ole Miss. I don't see any. That, that's why I get irritated. Like if Sanford does not win their conference tournament, they should go in over Texas A&M or Ole Miss. Nobody wants to see those guys in the NCAA tournament. Uh, is there anything Texas A&M and Ole Miss can do to get into this field that would give? Well, them- they're borderline, but I think I think they're below the borderline. Ole Miss were to be Alabama to help a little bit. Uh, A&M. Uh, got crushed by uh, Tennessee, but of course they split with Tennessee as reason they're in the picture a little bit. And I would say that um, if you look at it from a realistic standpoint, Ole Miss, uh, I, that's the reason I get so tired of listening to one of the announcers who keeps saying nine or ten every cotton-picking time you listen to him. Um, that you're right. I think it's going to be those six for sure. I think State will make it seven, maybe. I think one of those seven will win the tournament, of course. And I would say that A&M and Ole Miss did not get in. All right. Uh, last four buys, uh, Northwestern, Nebraska, Virginia, Nevada. Last four in, according to Joe Lenardi. Surprising here. Seton Hall, Providence, Gonzaga, and Texas A&M. First four uh, out, Wake Forest, Ole Miss, Utah, Butler, Next for Villanova, Drake, Cincinnati, and Colorado. Well, so. It's uh, not only do I get in. If you know you're getting in, it's where where am I going? Who's in my bracket? What position? Where am I going? Uh, my my fans can see me play. Um, you know, they sent me over in the cotton picking world. Um, that that to me is is the ability of the people who are selecting and placing them and seeding them, they have to have good ability. And they have to have, have seen these these teams play and not guess. Yeah, you know, they got Alabama uh, as a 3C playing in Memphis, uh, right. taking on High Point. Uh, then they, which I think a 3C is a good seed because you get a pretty yeah. easy game and then you don't get a juggernaut the second round. So you play this, the winner 6 and 11. Uh, so they would play the winner of St. Mary's in Indiana State. Now, Alabama would sign up for that all day long, uh, to be quite honest with you. All right, we can look at this bracket when we get back from break. If anybody wants to see where these SEC teams are seated, you list the tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Eddie Garcia. In NBA games of note, the Nuggets knock off the Warriors 119-103. Denver's Nikola Jokic, his typical big game with a triple-double, 32 points, 16 rebounds, 16 assists. Denver is a game and at back of Minnesota and Oklahoma City with a top record in the West. Thunder did win, beating the Rockets 123-110. Kings over the Clippers in L.A., 123-110. Bucks beat the 76ers, 119-98. Milwaukee now 5-7 and seven under new head coach Doc Rivers, who returned to Philly for the first time since they fired him last season. Pacers beat the Mavericks 133-111. Suns over the Lakers 123-113. College basketball number 15. Creighton lost to St. John's 80-66. Red Storm were 2-0 since Rick Pitino called out some of his players in the media recently. Number 3. Purdue won at Michigan 84-76. 7th ranked Marquette down Xavier 88-64. Women's college basketball number 4. Iowa beat Illinois 101-85. Iowa star Caitlin Clark had a triple-double in the win. Hi, my Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Kniffer, he's my all-state insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. Andrew will take great care of you and your stuff. Uh, he does it for me. Uh, so you can give him a call. They will run the numbers for you. Uh, email you a quote there. I made the change uh, several years ago and it's been absolutely outstanding. 205-722-9201 or go to the Andrew Kniffer Facebook page, which I'm currently looking at right now. All right. Uh, bracketology, the four number one seeds. I don't think there's a lot of talk. I mean, a lot of, uh, debate about who the one seeds are. Purdue clearly is a one seed. UConn, uh, Houston, uh, with an overtime win, although the guy Baylor did miss a free throw to win the game. Uh, Arizona is one. Do you have any problems with those guys being number one seeds? I think they pretty much have taken care of business and done that. Yeah, I guess so. I, 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 a little bit disappointed in Arizona, but I, I guess I'm wrong on that. I, yeah, yeah, I guess did lose at home, uh, to Washington State. Uh, during the week, the, the two seeds, uh, <laughs> this tells me how down college basketball is. Marquette, they're okay. Uh, North Carolina's a two. Uh, I don't think they're great. Kansas is not, uh, as good as they've been in the past as a two. And Tennessee, who will take on Alabama, uh, on Saturday as a two seed. Any problems with the two seeds, uh, there? No, I guess not. I guess, uh, it, it, Tennessee will be. I think I think for the Tennessee deal, it's a little bit of a wait and see. Yeah, I think, I think it's a wait and see. Um, maybe some people don't think so, but they have not played particularly well, and they have to go and do Alabama and South Carolina, two teams that uh, that are capable of beating them on their home court. So um, I don't think Auburn can come into Tennessee and win. I think Kentucky could. So I think Tennessee's got their the work cut out for them. It looks to me like Alabama's going to be, uh, going to call it round robin. I guess that's what they call champions of the conference, whatever. Yeah. Three three seeds, uh, Alabama. Uh, they would be in the um, 
Midwest region. Of course, it's just all speculation. The other three seed, Iowa State, who is really good defensively. That guy does, yeah, they are. does a really good job. Creighton, eh, they're okay. Uh, St. John's whooped them over the weekend. And then Duke, uh, which is not a great Duke team uh, in the past. It looks like to me across the board – and it's probably because of the transfer portal guys leaving. I'm not saying one and dones, but college basketball as a whole is not real deep across the country. I don't think. No, maybe maybe it is it deep. Is. Maybe there's just no great teams. Uh, so do you expect a lot of upsets in the tournament uh, this year? I think it's a lot. Of I don't knows. <laughs> I guess you can call them upset if you if if you you know the five plays or twelve, whatever it is, always upsets you. You know, there's just a lot of I don't knows how they're how they're gonna how they're gonna perform. Uh, just it's just different to me, but because it's not like it used to be when you had your team back, had your team there all year long and knew them and you were ready to play or whatever. I just it's different. Uh, the conference breakdown, according to Lenardi, the Big Twelve will have nine teams in. Yeah. Uh, which is probably Big 12's best league. Uh, SEC 8, Big 10 6, uh, Mountain West 6, Big East 5, ACC. What's happened to the ACC? Uh, down to four, uh, teams. What do you think's happened to the I ACC? I don't know. When I was coaching, you, 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 they, you know, we got the least and they got the most. So it's switched around. I, I was trying to figure exactly how the SEC was going to be able to get eight in. Uh, well, that's saying Mississippi State's in. Uh, well, that, that still does put them at seven, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess they're assuming that uh, either Texas A&M or Ole Miss will get in, and that will make it eight. Uh, I, I personally don't see how. I just don't say you put A&M or Ole Miss in over a Sanford if Sanford does not win their conference tournament. That, I don't those, either. But they will. Uh, we know they will. Uh, and Sanford doesn't have an opportunity to to win those uh, games. I don't know how they do their tournament. Does a higher seed get to play at home, or do they t- – I wonder how Sanford does their tournament. I forgot. I used to know what I forgot. I'm not sure. I don't know how they do the tournament. I'm not positive on that one. Yeah. So they change a lot of these tournaments where the higher seed gets home games and uh, they play it down and try to get the best team in. But they, I think the NIT's done away with if you win your regular season. Yeah, they have. And you can't, you still can't get the NIT unless you get a bid, which uh-huh. I think is a poor decision as well. Well, and Jay Billis made a great point. He's now right aligned with him yesterday when he says the most ridiculous thing in the world to increase. They say if you want to ruin college basketball even more so, uh, then have it where just about everybody gets in and way increase. You have you take you take away from the regular season, which is so true. And um, hopefully he'll be able to say something about that. Uh, I believe I got him on tomorrow. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, we got another uh, station app uh, deal that came in. I'm just coming in here. I don't know if this. Has already been brought up, but I think the only way you will stop storming the court or field is to make the team forfeit the games. I don't, uh, money won't work and consequences for the students may help somewhat, but I will take a lot, but it will take a lot of time and money. I feel that if anyone is really serious about it, you must have a serious outcome. This would affect both the school and the students. I do realize that it is not fair to the actual players and coaches, but the first few times that it happens, 
uh, and they follow through with the consequences that make her tell or stop it. Well, you'd have a stink going to court there on that one. I think this would work, but in, but in reality, all right. So let me. So you say you stormed the court. So if I'm a uh, Alabama fan, Alabama's playing in Auburn. I get me a bunch of guys and I put on an Auburn T-shirt and I go in there and I storm the court after the game. Uh, how does that work? That's oh, that'd work. That, 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 that would happen too. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a, we're yeah. getting ready to, Justin, we're getting ready to lose this game. Yeah. We're going on the court, baby. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, that might be the sad. only reason I buy an Auburn logo anything. Go storm the court. <laughs> I mean, Dad, would you pay some people? So you're going down to Auburn and say, look, if we're losing this game, you guys come on the court. I'm going to give each one of you uh, 250 bucks if you come on the court. We ain't losing tonight. So if we're losing, come on the court. You can't do that, right? There's no way to do that. No, I, don't, I, don't, I, just, I don't know what answer we have. Um, only thing I know is to build a fence around the court. Bob <laughs> wire fence. Now that would that would get your attention if we just won the game and they storm the court and they take the victory from us. Uh, now somebody said if you storm the court, so if you had to pay $100,000, so LSU for instance, Justin, has to pay $100,000 they say they ought to have to put that in the team's NIL fund. Uh, so if they come on the court, then LSU's got to give Kentucky 100000 for their NIL. So you're going to help them recruit better players where they, they beat you next time and you don't get a chance to storm the court. So yeah, we got a, we got a major problem. It's just like this cotton picking mistake they made in the state tournament. So the girls didn't get to go to the state tournament. You talked about it the other day. I talked about it too. I don't know what the answer was. I don't know how you. I don't know how you rectify that. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're the player at Duke, you think he's got? And he let's say he hurt his knee, and he's out for whatever. Does he have grounds to sue uh, Wake Forest for not protecting him and letting those people come on the court? Like you know, there's going to be a lawyer right on top coming right. Well, I'm sure, to, he's right got to, grounds. Justin, yeah. does he have grounds to sue? Sue Happy World, Sue Sue Wake Forest University. He probably does. What angers me about this Duke player, uh, Filipowski, if you watch the video, he doesn't do anything to avoid it. I think it's incredibly soft (laughs) from Duke and the coach to, oh, the players stormed the court. Well, you're a seven-footer and you're flailing your arms around. Of course you're going to hit somebody that's running onto the court. I don't know. So you got to soft. The guy got hit. Barry now, if, if if he would have swung at a player, swung at a student, then they would like. <coughs> what happened well, in Alabama football? Well, what, what the fan, what's the fan doing on the court? <laughs> yeah, that's Justin. <laughs> well, I I think storming the court and vice versa, storming the field, creates some of the most memorable moments in college. Oh sports. my heavens! All right, so oh, if there, so in your theory. If there's a guy heckling me in the stands and I'm a player, do I have the right to run up in the stands and knock him down? Maybe if you're like Ron Artest or something, right? (laughs) I don't know. I I think they – I'm not going to call him Saul. But, I mean, there's a lot of people coming. They were coming on that court fast now. So I I know it's different, but then what what does this lead to? If you can't storm the court, then they're – and eventually going to add this rule into football. Like like Coach was saying, the ACC 
doesn't do the fine. And I'm looking at Clemson mainly, where Clemson storms the court as or the field as part of their tradition. Are we going to see that? Well, they don't really storm it. They come on the field after the game. They're not storming it. There's a difference between coming on the field. And that's what I'm saying. Like, all right, we're going to let you come on the court, but give us one minute to get the players off the court. Uh, give us one minute. After one minute, you can come down here and jump around and celebrate, do whatever you want. You, give can't, us one. you can't deal with unrational people. <laughs> Are you calling... Uh, Justin Irrational. Unrational. Hello? Okay. All right, we'll get to break here. We'll ask little Douglas Bell about this. But I don't think you can make them forfeit the game. Uh, because you don't, how do you know that that really is a fan of that team? And, and fans should not determine the outcome of a game uh, based on winning or losing. Tuscaloosa Toyota, I know they. Uh, we'll do a great job. Go down to Skyland Boulevard. Look at those 2024s. Man, those things are beautiful. That Grand Highlander is one that we've talked to Justin about here for the last several months. I can't wait to go test drive one of those. Uh, also go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can look at all the inventory right there on the lot. What's coming? You want to schedule a service? Do it right there on the website. You want to purchase the car on the website? You can get all that taken care of. Just show up, pick it up. Give them a call today or swing by Skyland Boulevard. Tell Justin, tell David that Wimp and Barry sent you. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We don't have any major accidents on the board, but we do have some areas with pretty good backup. Among them, the drive on Lurling Wallace down from Northport. You'll find slowing that starts about 10th Street. Does run tight across the river, continuing up to University Boulevard. So you will lose a few minutes along the way there. Traveling inbound McFarland Boulevard now approaching the Northport area, Highway 69. Same story with a little backup to contend with there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. This report. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A big warm-up today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 75. For tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 58. A warm day tomorrow, occasionally cloudy. A few isolated showers are possible. The high tomorrow near 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We get right up to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's, uh, with PGA Tour Radio, CBS Sports Headquarters, joins us every Monday. I don't care where Doug is. Doug is loyal. Uh, he will. He is. He, he is loyal. He will work it out. He'll fly back from California. He'll be on with us as soon as he lands. You don't think Doug's loyal? Yeah, I didn't tell you what. I, was, I asked the question. He is. <laughs> I thought you were like, like agreeing no, no. with me, or you were saying he is. No, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't arguing with. Him. I, he he wasn't. He uh. He wasn't at Mexico. I saw him, but uh, they weren't. They weren't at Mexico. I don't. Uh, think. Where were yeah. you this weekend, Doug? Well, I was home. And believe it or not, um, I actually went to the Alabama Florida game last week, which was fantastic, and then home this week and headed out tomorrow. Go down to South Florida for uh, the uh, the start of the Florida swing. They call it the Cognizant Classic 
of the Palm Beaches at PGA National. It used to be the longtime Honda Classic, and they've changed the name. But be headed down there tomorrow, down you, to you uh, Palm Beach. Your ha- you're staying at your house down there. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to stay at my house. It's about, it's, you know, 15 minute drive or whatever. It's, it's depending on traffic. So yeah, I know it's, it's kind of a home game and I'm excited about it. Um, he got a house down there. Yeah, Doug's dead. You got a house Where? down Jupiter. He's right there by Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. You got a house in Jupiter? Doug's rich. <laughs> I do. <laughs> my gambling helps you. you. Know, it's a small, yes, yes, exactly. All the winners from this past football season. Allow me to buy that house. <laughs> are, you, are you near Coach Saban? Well, um, kind of. You know, to be honest with you, Jupiter's an island. It's not that big. Yeah, yeah. I'm down the street. I mean, do you um, have to go I'm across the guard? Condom. Do you have to go through a guard gate to get to your place? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, no. You can just drive into my place, but as far as coach, got a big, they got a big I, dog. In case you can't get to Coach Saban's, you got to get past a guard, right, to get over to that island, right? <laughs> Well, the the key you just say roll tide, and usually they lift the gate and you can go right through. Really? I'm I don't know that. if they change. I don't know if they change the passwords or not, but that's worked before. Oh, really? So we'll give it a go. This yeah. nap, this nap guy that wins the tournament from UCLA uh, had been playing since 2016 or something. What about him? He's a tour rookie, they say. What? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a really a great story. That's why I love the PGA Tour, and we talk about it all the time on this show. Um, here's a guy, 29 years old. And he played at UCLA and kind of, you know, bounced around all over. He played, you know, played in Canada, had 10 top 10 finishes last year on the Corn Ferry Tour. You know, he was bankrupt three years ago. He used all his money to go out and try to play pro golf. And he was a bouncer at a bar in down in the L.A. area for a long time just to pay bills. And lo and behold, gets his PGA Tour card, finishes third at the Farmers Insurance Open, and this tournament, there really weren't any big names. Tony Finau was the only one. But nevertheless, he got all the goodies. In fact, not only $1.4 million for winning, but guys, now he's in all the signature events, the big money events, like the next one, the Arnold Palmer Invitational in two weeks. Uh, he's in the Masters. He's in the PGA Championship. He's in the Players Championship. He'll be in the Century uh, Tournament of Champions in Maui at the beginning of next season. He has an exemption now, just like Nick Dunlap with his win. Through 2026, I mean this this guy's career and life has completely changed around. He went from a journeyman, really not knowing when he was going to get into another tournament. Now his schedule is all planned out for the next two and a half years, and and he gets a, it gets in the Masters. I mean that's obviously every pro golfer's dream to get into the Masters, and now he's there. It, we'll see him in April for the first time. Jake Knapp. It's a great story, guys. It really, really is. Being on the PGA Tour, is that the best job in professional sports? <laughs> well, I mean, you get to question, travel Barry. to some great places. Uh, you're playing unbelievable golf courses. If you can finish in the top 20, you're going to have a great payday. Uh, is that the, one of the best? Is that the best job in professional sports? Well, if you're successful, um, I mean, there's a lot of guys who play all year and, and maybe you make half the cuts or you make less than half the cuts. Let's say you play 20 tournaments and make eight cuts. I mean, you're still paying your airfare. You're still paying your hotel bill. You're still paying your caddy. Uh, you're still paying your instructor. I mean, the bills are going out, but not a lot's coming in. So as long as you're successful, yeah, I think it's it's one of the best jobs in all of professional sports. And you're, you're going to great cities. Uh, great resorts, 
you know, you obviously you're playing in these wonderful golf courses that uh, maybe in many cases you've grown up dreaming about playing and now you get to play them. But Barry, it's like everything. You got to be successful. And unlike team sports where you could have a bad season and you're still getting paid in golf on the PGA tour, that is not the live tour, but on the PGA tour, if you're not having a good season, you're not getting paid yeah. and more money's going out. It's coming in. Yeah. All right. Tell us about, uh, tell us about Nick and Justin, where they are, what they're going to do. Well, Nick Dunlap's playing this week. Uh, first time he's played at PGA National, which is, uh, most will tell you it's the most difficult stop on the PGA Tour's regular season. Uh, PGA National's 16 out of 18 holes have water that really come into play. The wind is always 15 to 25 miles an hour. It is a really tough golf course. If you can get to 10 or 11 under par, you've got a chance to win. That's how difficult it is. Uh, you post a 67 or 68. I mean, that's a really good score. So, so Nick's going to go down there and he's going to be challenged. Um, and we'll see, you know, since he's won, he finished last in the signature event yeah. at Pebble Beach and he won, I think, $32,000 or whatever it was, uh, misses the cut, uh, you know, the next time out there at the Genesis Invitational, missed the cut by one shot, uh, took last week off and now he's going to play, uh, he's going to play this week. And then he's going to play the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which is a signature event, which he's qualified for, and and we'll see we'll see what happens. He's everything's a new week for Nick. Every experience is different, and from what I understand, he's already down there getting ready to play. Uh, it's just you know California golf and Florida golf. You know, obviously West Coast, East Coast, but it is it is a completely different in all aspects. The the grass is. Uh, the golf courses, et cetera. So, so we'll see how he adjusts. Justin Thomas is not going to play this week, even though he lives 10, 15 minutes from the golf course. Really? Uh, he has why, not why? played this event for the last. It just, what he's going to do, um, he's off this week and then he's going to play Arnold Palmer and then he's going to play the players championship. And then Justin has committed to playing Valspar, which is the tournament over near Tampa, Tampa the week after the players championship. And so he's going to go three weeks in a row. And did not want to go four weeks in a row. So uh, even though he took off last week, so he's been off for two weeks. And and a guy like Justin, you know, even though he's off, he's working really hard on his game. He's just one of those guys that gets after it at home. And uh, you know, his dad's down there working with him during that time, or does he just go back and forth? No, no. In fact, Jim Bones Mackay was the analyst on the NBC broadcast this week. Um, They're still trying to. They're still trying to hire a full-time analyst. You know, they've tried several, they've tried four or five people now. And I thought Jim did a good job this week. You know, I don't know how many people actually watched the tournament from Mexico, but Jim Bones, Mackay, uh, Phil Mickelson's longtime caddy, uh, it, it dabbled in TV and then now he's with Justin. And, and he has said he, he's not leaving Justin for TV. It's the fact that Justin had the week off. So he just decided to give it a go. And I thought he did a good job. We, you know, there's never been a caddy as a prominent golf analyst on the networks. That would be a first. And I, I don't know if NBC will ever go that direction. But I, I thought Jim did a good job. Uh, we're talking with Doug Bell. Doug, is uh, the PGA Tour and Liv still negotiating, or is that pretty much a done deal? No, no, they're negotiating. Here's what I found out, guys. And, and listen, this is from conversations. When I'm out there on tour and I'm talking, listen, I, I get an opportunity to talk to players and caddies who – kind of are on the uh, end, some of them anyway, um, and, you know, reporters, et cetera. And what I think is going to happen, and this is and the fact that Rory, who's going to play this week, by the way, 
um, has kind of come out and, and softened his stance on Liv. I think what we're going to ultimately see is the PGA Tour will continue to have a season, and, and I think this will happen maybe next year. That uh, They'll have a season that will end in August with the Tour Championship, just like it did last year, just like it's going to this year. And then I think Liv will then have their their prominent season in the fall, which will which will involve team competitions. And I think you'll see players like Rory, and I think you'll see players like maybe Justin Thomas have teams that'll participate in these live team events. And then I think there'll be a crossover where I think some live players they'll be allowed to play in certain. PGA Tour events, X number, and I think certain PGA Tour players, if they desire, will be able to play in live tournaments in the crossover. We're talking about individual, not the team deal. So they're coming up with a schedule now. Liv has has said we're not going anywhere, and I don't think they are. And I think the PGA Tour is now accepted the fact that Liv is here to stay, and we'll just – it'll be a benefit to all of us if we just kind of intertwine with them. I mean, it's been a bitter battle. But I think from all indications, our negotiations are going on, and I think there'll be crossover. Uh, it, you know, it won't be – Brooks Kepka and John Rahm aren't going to play full-time on the PGA Tour anymore, but I do think they will pop up in certain events, individual events, and then in the fall, they're going to try to promote this team golf. And that'll be opposite football season, and that'll be played all over the world where, you know, maybe, maybe in uh, Dubai or maybe in England – or Spain, where football, American football, is not big. They'll play those team events in those countries, and they think it'll be they think it'll be really popular. So I think that's what we're headed for, guys. I, I think the swords are down. I think everybody's at the negotiating table, and I think and ultimately, I think it'll benefit. I'm I'm just not up. I'm not on board on this team thing. I haven't really got caught up into it. I'll have to see it to believe in it, uh, but. But we'll see where it goes. Again, live is you know kind of a non-factor right now. I mean, nobody watches it. Uh, nobody cares about it. Nick Price, the great major champion, uh, he came out on a podcast last week and just said he, he doesn't get it because you know it's just a it's a non-factor, a non-entity in golf. And yet, though, they believe that live and the PJ Tour will will come together in the next year. And I do too. I think so that's you, all. You think eventually uh, these. PGA Tour guys will have the opportunity to go play in a select few tournaments over there and, and, and win those big purses, uh, and they'll be okay with that, with the live guys coming, if they can go over there and play as well? Yeah, I do. Okay. You know, I think there's a lot of bitter feelings, but I, I think ultimately all these guys, I mean, that were very outspoken, and Justin Thomas, our guy, you know, he was he led the charge along with Rory. Rory softened his stance. But I think ultimately all of these superstars, and Justin's a superstar, they're going to get paid just an astronomical amount of money. Uh, when all this is said and done, they'll be have opportunities to play in these events if they want. Uh, you know, it's a matter of playing more golf. Uh, but I think there's going to be so much money at stake that these guys – and it's, a, it's a, just – it is mind-boggling to think uh, – I mean, this is golf. It's a niche sport, and the ratings for golf – this Mexico tournament, the TV ratings, not, I mean, more people watch the Kentucky Alabama basketball game times three than watch the Mexico open this week on NBC. Uh, but 
there's a because of live this this money now suddenly golfers are going to be making NFL quarterback type money. It's it's crazy. I never thought I'd see it, guys, but we're here, and it's not it's not going down. This money is only going up in professional golf. Yeah, that. Uh, is there a lot of talk around about uh, the football change at Alabama? Around all these people that think they know everything about sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, I, listen. When I'm out on tour, especially, um, I'm kind of known as the Alabama guy, right? Uh, and when they come to me on the broadcast, I greet everybody with a roll tide. Uh, uh, kind of a, known as a gambling guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that too. They they think, <laughs> but no, uh, it, it is amazing um, the fact that Coach Saban retired and now Coach DeBoer is in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the talk of the town. It really is. And you know, it's funny. These golfers, uh, they all love where they played collegiately, and they all love their football or basketball teams, depending if they're a football or basketball school, right? Uh, and yeah, they talk about it incessantly. It's just it's fun, and it's fun for me. Because I get out there, and uh, for some reason they think I'm uh, quote unquote uh, expert or in the know. On and I, you know, have they ever seen your record uh, picking games? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if you don't get done the Masters, we're going to have to tell them your record. <laughs> Obviously, they haven't seen that. So. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> no, but it's fun. You know, Coach, you're right. They they still listen. Um, Alabama football, it, it is amazing how it has moved the needle uh, in so many aspects. And, yeah, no, they, people talk about it all the time on the PGA Tour. All right. Uh, what do we do about court storming? They, somebody said you had to hurt a Duke player for people to get serious about it. Now we've heard <laughs> a Duke player, so now they're going to get serious about it. Uh, we've had people say, uh, make them forfeit the game. You can't do that because I would put on a – you know, you'd have people putting on the other jerseys, just storming the court when they were actually for the other team. Uh, Dad said, put them in jail. He said, have your gun on your hip. You don't pull it out. But uh, <laughs> somebody said, have a camera out there. If you come on the court, you're expelled from the university. If you're not a student, yeah. then you go to jail. Uh, what's Doug Bell's solution for court storming? <laughs> Well, and let me tell you this: in 2018, at uh, over at East Lake for the Tour Championship, you know the year Tiger made the big, incredible comeback, right? And coming up 18, uh, security was completely overwhelmed. It was a court storming on the 18th hole at East Lake. I mean, we're talking thousands of people surrounded yeah. Tiger, and I was I was standing next to Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour Commissioner, and I thought he was going to have a heart attack because he thought Tiger Tiger was going to get hurt by all these people that were, you know, grabbing him and pushing him. And then Tiger kind of squirts out of that crowd. And it was scary, guys. Uh, you know, you just don't know. A bump here, a bump there, and then suddenly the great Tiger Woods um, is injured, which has happened before, right? So I, I think about that in golf terms. But as far as basketball terms, listen, it's 2024, and we've gone way beyond court storming. It's a thing of the past. And I, I do think what we have to do, and the, and the SEC Southeastern Conference you know, has the stiffest penalty right now, $100,000 for the first offense, two fifty for the second, half a million dollars for the third. No other conference even remotely comes close to that. So that's a good thing. I, I, I think two things, guys. Number one, and I think whoever mentioned the, you know, expulsion is right on. Video cameras now, I mean, you can get a, a clear shot of the video of the guy who bumped into Filipowski, the, the Duke player. Uh, you can get a clear shot of the young lady who bumped into Caitlin Clark. 
the Iowa star. And, and I think all these students, they need to be warned that if you run onto the court, maybe the first time you get suspended from school, the second time you get expelled. I mean, you have to put serious consequences on these things. Or you can do what baseball has done as far as protecting the crowd uh, with the, the netting around the field. And, and, and maybe in basketball you have to do that in front of the student section. You have to put some sort of net up. And they do it in soccer where, you know, the, the students, listen, the net is up. You're not allowed to run into the court. You have to have you have to deter them in some capacity. You hate to think that it would come to that in college basketball, but it's a different time. It is a completely different time. And I saw it at that golf tournament in Atlanta. And, guys, I see it all the time. The, the spectators are now more bold than they've ever been, ever. But, you know, it's amazing. Tiger Woods' kid played last Thursday in a pre-qualifier to see if he could qualify today for, for this week's tournament at Palm Beach Gardens. He's a 15-year-old high school kid going out and playing. And he. they said there were at least 150 people following him. And there's no ropes at a pre-qualifier. And they were demanding this kid's autograph. And they were getting mad and yelling barbs at this 15-year-old kid. And his mom, Tiger was not there. His mom was out following him. And they were within a few feet. They had to call security out to back these people up. The poor kid shot 86, had a 12 on a par 4. I give him credit for finishing. Obviously, didn't make the the qualifier today, but I mean that's where we are, guys. Fans, fans have completely. There's no rules anymore, so to, that's a long answer. But I think we have to do something to stop these kids from storming the court. And if you have to put a net up in front of the uh, student section, so be it. I think you have to do it. Did you see what happened at the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, I so mean it's had, crazy. They had odds though on whether there would be a streaker. Come on to the field. Uh, so the guy made the bet and then he took his clothes off and came on the field. So he was just trying to collect on his bet, Doug. Did he, did he get to collect the money? <laughs> I don't know. Did, you did, know about, did you hear about that? Yeah, vaguely. I mean, now that you reminded me of the story, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Did he, did, did he get the money? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I need to know. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. Nobody had pictures taken. Yeah, I'm just, I'm glad the Duke kid didn't, you know, I think he banged his knee or whatever. He's going to be okay, but banged his knee. Uh, it's just, it, it, we don't need that anymore, guys. It's 2024 and, and listen, I, most schools don't storm the court. They don't storm the court at Kentucky. I can't remember the last time they stormed the court at Alabama. I, don't I mean, think, Alabama. I don't think beating that Duke is that big of a deal, to be honest with you. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's not the Duke team of the past. You're right. Um, but, but I, I don't know, guys. Uh, we got to do something. And you say, well, that's extreme to put a net net up in front of the student section. Well, you could have it down on the floor, and with three minutes to go, lift it up. Um, but I, I think if you do expel kids well, or suspend them they from school, wait, they'd they'd they, they, they could storm the court after you pulled it up. <laughs> well, yeah, or, or or at least put the net up, let the teams get off the court, then drop it, then run out, take your yeah. pictures. I, I, but. There's got to be a solution. It, thank goodness it doesn't happen everywhere. It just happens at some of these schools that haven't had a big win in a long time. Uh, I hate to ask you this, but you're in broadcasting, so I'm going to ask you. Was there any way for this Eli Gold thing to end in, in a better way? Or was it, with him not wanting to retire and Alabama wanting to move on, it, and then he uh, kind of says, I'm not going to resign uh and then he wanted to go tell his side of the story there so once you put that out then alabama has to come back and give their side uh i don't know doug any any thoughts about all that 
Well, well, first off, you know, I, I think the world of Eli and Chris. Sure. I'm friends with both of those guys and known them forever. And they're both really, really good at what they do. It's, you know, it's divorce, guys. Um, <laughs> it's, whether it's a marriage or whether it's, uh, you know, a, a guy who's been doing it for 35 years and doesn't want to leave and, and he was, he was asked to go. I mean, it's, it's, it's messy. Divorce is messy. There's no, there's no, you know, handshake, smile, and walk away. So unfortunately that has happened. Um, and, uh, you know, I wish that, I wish they could have done something, uh, you know, a guy who's done the games for 35 years, three and a half decades, and has been a part. I mean, think about that. He goes back to coach Stallings national championship. Uh, and then obviously all the coach Saban has done. Um, I, I wish they could have had an opportunity to have kind of a goodbye tour of some sorts. I know they were going to do something for a day. Uh, but, but maybe they could have, uh, you know, done something this, this season, you know, with one more go around for home games. I, I don't know, you know, and maybe that was discussed. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate guys. It, it really is. Um, and I wish, I wish Eli had, um, could have gone out on better terms. I really do. And I, and you know, it's hurt feelings. I, I hate that. I'm an, I'm an old broadcaster, an old play by play guy myself. And I hate to see that. Yeah. Uh, and I know Chris is in an awkward spot too. Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough deal. That's all I can say. Having been through a divorce, uh, on the broadcast side, uh, in my career and having been through a divorce on the marriage side of my life, uh, it's, it's, it's not very pretty on either side. Yeah. Uh, would you tell Barry, or let Barry tell you the number of people that will be at the A day game, please? Because Barry always gets wrong. <laughs> Well, <laughs> how, how many did you what? say he was going to be there? Let Barry tell you how many he thinks he's going to be there. What do you mean I always get it wrong? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. How many will be there, well, though? Um, I, I Provided the weather, if the weather's good. 50,000? I think half the stadium. I think well, how many? How many? Give us a number. Well, that's, what is the stadium seat? Uh, uh, seat's a, over a hundred. Close to one hundred and five thousand. No, right? no, not that big. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they took some seats out 000. when they made those oh, suites. Oh, oh, oh. We're, we're I will say, I will say they will have a crowd uh, of forty-eight thousand five hundred. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dad. You, you going to go over or under Doug's number? Um. Uh, uh, that's a pretty good. Uh, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go forty thousand. So that would be under. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say over forty-eight thousand. Ah. So. Well, I mean, you know that they, they've always supported the new coach in the past, whoever it has been. Yeah, so three I o'clock. I, 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 I just so three, three o'clock. Does that matter to help people get well, here? I, yeah, I think that helps, but it, I think it's all dependent on the weather. If, the, 90, if it's going to be one of those sunny and seventy days, it's Bryant Denny Stadium, Bryant Saban Stadium seats ninety two thousand now. Doug, is that what they're going to call it? By the way, no, I just made that. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I better go over too. Ninety two thousand for the seats. So you're telling me? Is, you're telling is that me, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be, be more than 40. I shouldn't have said 40. Well, they don't you, matter. Have, you two. You, you can have 47. Doesn't matter. You went under. I'm going over. So. <laughs> All right, Doug. Uh, when are you leaving today? Uh, tomorrow morning. Are you, you driving, head down early or, tomorrow morning. are you driving or flying? 
I'm going to actually drive because I, I want to see. Uh, I want to go to a spring training baseball game on Wednesday, and I want to go to a spring training game on Monday. Uh, the Cardinals are playing down there in Jupiter, so I want to watch them play. Yeah, I've been before to and after facilities. the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Those facilities aren't very nice. Those ones in Pont West Palm Beach are nice, but that one in Jupiter, they're not that great. What the baseball? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. built it a long time ago, and they've tried to improve it. But yeah, it's just what it's campus just kind of is a, that they're on? What, camp, what campus is that? It's on one of their little campuses. Uh, it, that? Well, that's the Florida Atlantic. Um, it's Florida Atlantic, the the satellite so campus, nice campus there. Florida Atlantic got nice campus. Yeah, but that's not the actual yeah. campus. But the main the main campus is in Boca, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, and the satellite campus is in Jupiter, and yeah. so they they really have a nice complex there. And it's it's literally right next to the baseball stadium there in Jupiter. Yeah, so it's you great. Got the Marlins and the Cardinals and somebody there. Yeah, and yeah. the and the Astro Astros and Nationals uh, train in West Palm, and the Cardinals and the Marlins have shared a facility for a long time there in Jupiter. Uh, and the Mets are just twenty minutes up the uh, the highway there in Port St. Lucie. So. Uh, you know, you have a lot of a lot of teams around there. Yeah. So All right, it's Doug. great. I mean, building baseball is fun. Yeah, tell everybody about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Where'd you go? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stop off there before I head down to Jupiter. Uh, MDWellnessAndAesthetics.com. Susan Brignett is the owner. And Dr. Dawn Mancuso uh, will be there today and Friday uh, doing all the stuff that she does. It's a free consultation. Uh, again, go to MDWellnessAndAesthetics.com. And whether, you know, a lot of people go in for the skin care, the Botox, the laser treatments, uh, the filler, uh, and a lot of people go in for uh, hair treatments, uh, maybe to get a little hair growth going, uh, weight loss. Uh, they do all that stuff, and you just need to sit down with Susan and, and discuss exactly what you're trying to accomplish, and she'll come up with a, a plan, a game plan. So it's really cool stuff. Uh, 205. 582-9216 is the number. It's 650 Inverness Corners uh, here in Birmingham. And Susan is there today, every day, uh, starting at 9 in the morning until 6 o'clock at night. I got people questioning our producer, uh, and I just Googled it. It says it seats 100,000, uh, not 92. Yeah. So. Justin. Yeah, because I know in the SEC, you know, you got Tennessee yeah. uh, over 100. Yeah. 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 yeah, and LSU. Yeah. Yeah, and is Georgia Georgia's over a hundred, I believe, right? Or at least they're close. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I thought Alabama when when Alabama had the double expansion in the end zones there, it, it put it over a hundred. Yeah, hundred thousand seventy seven. Justin's wrong. All right, thank you, Doug. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye. All right, Dad. Let's talk about Bryant Bank uh, before we get to break. Well, happy to do so. I've been with Bryant Bank now for the whole all my years, and they're an outstanding bank. Um, so I'd invite all of you to go by Bryant Bank and uh, meet your friends and see your friends because uh, they've got four offices in Tuscaloosa and they've got uh, you know, be a great experience for you. It's unbelievable service and um, I think uh, being close to home is a real factor. You can at Bryant Bank uh, enjoy customer uh, online banking, which is, I think is uh, around the clock, which will give you the freedom and flexibility to sort of bank the way you want to um and all all the banks are really uh covered by everything that needs to be covered by um so when you go into a bride bank you go into only that on not only that but also to visit with a, a banker that you will know and um you know we have these small businesses that are, are targeted by fraud attempts every day 
and their uh, bank has certainly covered you and and their bank by these problems that we have with with fraud and stealing. So uh, I would I would think that would be something that uh, you would be uh, very very conscious cautious of, and uh, because people are doing a lot of that this day and time. So go by you go by Bryant Bank. You'll know it's it's uh, it's in Birmingham as well. We have some in Gulf Shores, one in Columbiana. I pass through Columbiana a lot, going to down to the beach, and it's one there. So Bryant Bank's an outstanding bank. Hopefully you'll go by and tell them you heard on inside the locker room. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Down to the pylon. Touchdown, Alabama. On Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside Locker Room. Go ahead and... Uh, catch this other break there. We went a little bit long there with Doug. Uh, and Justin, uh, it, you did double check. You fact checked yourself and it is a hun- over a hundred thousand. It is a hundred thousand. So right. 48 would not even be half full. Um, so I think my over is going to be good on that. So, um, we will see. All right. We'll take this last break and then we'll get out here and wrap up the show for the, get ready for the Gary Harris show. You list the tide 100. Point nine twelve thirty AM WTBC is the home of Alabama Sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The drive along Highway 69, both directions between 15th Street and Middle Area Road, checking in at 11 to 12 minutes, which is minimal backup remaining there on 2059 from Skyland Boulevard to I-359. That's an eight-minute drive both directions with no major accidents on the board. You're moving well into and out of the area as we wind things down for this Monday morning drive. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A big warm-up today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 75. For tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 58. A warm day tomorrow, occasionally cloudy. A few isolated showers are possible. The high tomorrow near 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back to inside the locker room. All right, tomorrow's show we'll have Kevin Skarbinski will join us at seven thirty. Jay Billis will be with us at eight fifteen. Uh, Wednesday uh, we'll have Reese Davis will join us at seven thirty, and then we'll have obviously Bill Cameron at eight fifteen. So, and then I think we got uh, Seth Greenberg another day as well. So trying to have all the game day guys on that will be in for the weekend. All right, uh, so we'll get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris Show. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Keep it locked here all day long on Tide 100.9. Thank you, Justin. Look forward to tomorrow's show. Should be fun with Kevin and Jay Bill. Should listen to Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports.